Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday to hear new stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're excited to speak with Odutope Macaulay Okoro, the Halifax-based founder of Topsy's Crunchy Snacks. Odutope, or Topsy, is the owner of Topsy's, which specializes in the confectionery treats called Chin Chin. Inspired by her cultural traditions and a passion for creating unique and flavorful snacks, Odutope started her business during the pandemic when she and her family found themselves craving traditional African snacks. Her Chin Chin comes in three flavors, vanilla, coconut, and classy, which is nutmeg, and they're carefully crafted with high-quality ingredients that make them burst into rich flavors. Odotope's snacks have grown in popularity and are now available in local stores in Halifax and shipped to customers across Canada. Chin Chin is a great on-the-go snack, can be served as toppings on desserts, and can be made and customized for special events. Odotope, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm really delighted to be here. We're delighted to have you, and I'm delighted that you said I can call you Topsy. So that, that, that that's exciting. Uh, to start the show, we usually ask, what kind of things do you think other entrepreneurs will learn from your story in our conversation today? Because they're eager to know, you know if they should listen to the end or not. <laughs> well, thank you, Rick. I want um, other entrepreneurs to know that Whatever services you want to render that you have in mind, whatever idea pops up up there that you need to put out in the community, you should know that you are meeting somebody's needs. And you will be amazed to see how people are going to embrace your product or your services. And you will be proud that you are solving a problem out there. Uh, is, is, do you have a story to go with that? Have, have you seen the way that... Uh... Do you get to see your, 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 your clients when they first try uh, your snack, your chin-chin? Um, yes, Rick. And I'm talking based from my experience. And um, I will go back to when I started my chin-chin. So when I started, honestly, when I made the snack, I said, no, I don't want to keep this to myself. And um, initially, I just wanted to share it with people, my friends, especially when the lockdown began to ease a little bit and people could come and visit. So when I made the snacks, I kept some in my pantry. And when people came in, I gave them. And they were like, oh, my goodness, Topsy, where did you get this from? I said, I made it. And the expression, you know, this, mm, oh, my God. I remember when I was a child, this nostalgic feeling it gives to them. And I was like, oh, thank you. And it came to a point, they'd be like, can you make some for me? Um, I don't mind paying you. So I shared with a friend and he said, what are you waiting for? Come on, this is your passion. Turn it into power. Get money out there. Help, you're serving people's needs. We don't have this here. And you are doing it and they love it. What are you waiting for? I said, honestly, I don't know how to start, right? So I said, I need your guidance. And she told me what to do, which is like registering the business, going for um, a food handling certificate, 
And um, I started reaching out to people and this is what I do. And when I give it to them, they were like, oh, this is beautiful. This is lovely. This is nice. I said, okay, if my Nigerians or Africans are appreciating this, why can't I reach out to non-Africans too? Let us make it inclusive. So I started attending um, exhibitions and honestly, Rick, I felt, I, I don't think I could feel I was so proud of myself that, okay, this is new to them. You know, it's new to other communities. They wanted to taste it. And when they did, they were bold enough to even make that um, steps to like taste it. And they love the, the snack. They, they accepted it. And I said, okay, if I am actually making people feel wow, then it is something that I need to keep going on. I should continue to do. Sometimes it can be a little bit challenging. It can be stressful, you know, when it comes to cooking or let me say baking. But when I remember that people's expectation out there is to, when next are we going to see you? How can I get some more? Um, where can I get more? You know, it, it keeps me going, honestly. And I, that's why I said, whatever idea, keep it open, learn to be better, to develop on that skill. And as long as you are getting positive feedback, sometimes constructive feedbacks do come. It is, it is okay. It's a learning curve. When it comes like that, it is for you to learn and unlearn and to make whatever services you are doing better. And that is where the journey that we are so far. Fantastic. I, I want to talk more about the, the moment you started the business. But first of all, maybe you can help us by, uh, for those who haven't tried Chin Chin, uh, to tell us a little bit about it. I've heard it described as a, as a crunchy cookie, um, but, it, but it doesn't look like cookies. <laughs> Hmm. Thank you so much, Rick. So, as I said, um, Topsy Crunchies is made from the regular ingredients that we use to do cookies because um, it's made of flour, sugar, and all some other ingredients. But if you look at the products, they are into mini bite sizes it's because it's, so it makes you easily munch it. And if you're not careful, you become so addicted to it, which is our main goal and um because it is deep fried unlike cookies that is baked chin chin is deep fried that is where you get that extra crunch and when it's crunchy so it is um the water content is reduced to minim to the minimum the moisture is reduced to the minimum and as long as it is in an airtight container it can last minimum of six months shelf life it has a minimum of six months shelf life and that you are also sure that it is free from any form of artificial preservative. We don't put any artificial preservative in it. And that we assured our um, clients that when you are eating it, you are not feeling guilty that it is unhealthy and you can enjoy it in so many ways. It's very versatile to enjoy. You can that is very cool. I, but I've also heard them compared to, to donuts. Is that because of the, the deep frying? Um, I will not say that. When we look oh. at donut, donut pops up. 
and it becomes like soft and um, squishy, you know, but mm -hmm. changing is crunchy. Every bite you hear this crum, crum, <laughs> mind you, that taste. So it also exercises your teeth, I would say. So if you don't have a strong teeth, it's like massaging your de your dentition. And yeah, I would say that. I always tell my clients to say, oh, I don't have the teeth. I said it massages it. And also another secret to my chin chin is when you put it into your mouth, don't be in a hurry to like grind it with your teeth. Sometimes you just allow it to like stay in your mouth, let savour the taste and the flavor and it begins to melt into your taste buds. So those are the secret special secrets that I'm going to share with all my clients, both existing and the future ones tonight. That is so cool. Thanks, Rick. Can you take us back to the moment when you created your business and decided this was what you wanted to do? So, um, Topsy Crunchy's snacks started in my kitchen 2020 during the lockdown. So everybody was at home and I started craving. For, I was tired. I had, there was food, there was food in the house, but I just wanted something different. So, and I look around maybe, and I look, I, I have all these ingredients. I, and I said, I want to make chin chin. And that time my first child was seven years. I was, yeah, it should be like seven years. And he said, mommy, what is changing? So that took me aback and I was like, hmm. So my child does not even know what changing is about. And at his age, almost every child at his age, even younger, knew what changing was when we were back home. So as I crave my craving to satisfy my craving, I also wanted my children to be aware of this traditional snack because this snack is traditional there is no home back in nigeria that doesn't know what chinchin is it is sold on the streets every occasion families are doing it at every event every christmas people make it and they share with their loved ones so i was like so i want to solve initially i wanted to solve two problems my cravings and to let my children know how to make it and also taste it and um, when I made it, I packaged, I we started eating and joining the house. When friends came in, we shared with them and their feedbacks gave, was motivated me to start my business in that line. And um, I registered the business. Um, I went for, because you know, here in Canada, you can't just start a business, especially food business without the proper licensing. So I went for food handling certificate. I did that. Then I started um, my first product. I took it to an African store and the man said, oh, it is not properly packaged. I said, okay, how am I supposed to do it? You know? So he said, okay, go to, go online. You look at the, the containers that you need to do and everything. So I started with plastic packs. So I put it inside, I seal it, I put my labels. Then later it got me thinking that this plastic containers might not be handy, especially for somebody who just want to put a snack in this bag. And I was packing all the flavors in just the same container with, with no um, specific identification, you know, for different flavors. So we got thinking again and I decided, okay, the pink, because if you see the pictures, I have the classy ones in a pink pouch. We went into 
eco-friendly paper bags. Then the vanilla goes in the brown paper bag and the coconut goes in the white paper bag. So the journey so far, it has been a learning curve for us and we are still learning. And um, 2022, officially, I introduced this snack to other communities by attending pop-up events in summer, in winters. My first pop-up event, that was Harley Craft Society event, I sold out, Rick. We sold out. I just took like few quantities, just like for people to just try it. Let me see how the market is going to be. I sold out and it was a two-day event. So I needed to rush back, got my ingredients, rushed to the commercial kitchen, start making another one almost overnight, went back and we sold out. And when I'm saying sold out, we were selling out before the end of the events. It makes for a very long weekend though. <laughs> people kept coming, some that came before they came again. And I said, okay. So I opened my social media um, handle, the Instagram I started posting there because people want to see more pictures. They want to see what is going on. Then um, I was open to knowledge. I wanted to learn more. So I collaborated with um, some organizations to support our business because they are out here in Canada. Um, So there was this program I attended, a specialized program in cooking entrepreneurship. It's called SPICE, and it is organized by Center for Women in Business at Mount St. Vincent University. And there we um, met different um, consultants in food business that guided us about packaging, quality, nutritional labels. So all these ones, we just to make sure that our products are in a, in um according to the food specification guidelines and to ensure safety of our clients and our business and um so far it also gave us that confidence that what we are doing people are recognizing it out there and we are solving problems thank you rick (laughs) very cool um i was going to ask you you know would you go into a food business again simply because I know that a lot of entrepreneurs are constantly um, confronted with, you know, regulations they that they, they don't agree with, or you know, standards that they have to meet, both in producing the product and, as you said, in packaging. Uh, so, is it is it still worth it for a lone entrepreneur to to take on these challenges? It's, um, I will say for every business, as long as you are not making profit your priority, if you don't make profits, your priority, if you are patient, you will definitely get there because number one, what you need to get is my, your, your product is you, your standard, your quality. That is what makes you stand out and you need to maintain that. And to maintain standard, it takes a lot of sacrifice. And sometimes you might not even make profit because you wanted quality. When somebody tastes another one, they say, no, this is not this person. This is this person. That is who you are. That is your recipe. And in the long run, because you maintain your quality, you maintain your standard, people will come for you and you will start to have to start having then you start talking about profit in the long run 
And I want to believe there is there is no entrepreneur out there that says in the first two years of their business, they are making profit. You can be breaking even. But when it comes to you are getting your equipment, you are getting your um your your ingredients, um, flow of income, running your uh, running current operation expenses. It says you cannot say you 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 are hitting your profit. You can be breaking even, but at the long run, when you maintain who you are, your safety, and your standard and quality, you will right. really get there. But- this is why they created the internet so we could create products that didn't have to be manufactured or packaged or transported. Exactly. Um, so, so, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, that's their goal, but um, it's still worth it. I'm hearing from you to prepare food with love and quality food and go through all the rigmarole in order to get it to the customer. I don't believe in quantity. I always tell people. If it is a certain, maybe just a limited amount that I can make this month and it's quality, I'm fine. I know a time will come, everything is going to be more than that. And um, that is what our goal is. Because we are positive that one day we're going to break, we're going to blow out. Let me use that word, we're going to blow. And um, Rick, in all honesty, it has been, it, it, it has been great. Now we okay. have clients that we ship out to outside um, Halifax. People order from other provinces. There is um, a lady that um, reached out to me and said, my daughter is getting married at um, Dominic, um, Dominican Republic and she wants my product to be part of the souvenir. Wow. Exactly. So you can imagine that. I, and I was like, oh, Really? In my mind, I said, oh, wow, I'm so honored. He said, yes, I tasted your snack and it's fantastic. And I want my people to taste it over there. So that is what quality is. That is what it stands out for. Yeah, Ex- excellent story. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, what do you know about the people who are buying from you, at uh, buying your product at, at retail? Is it mostly people of uh, African background or are you really reaching the potato chips and cheesies crowd now because it was uh, like a couple of let me say four months ago that we just launched in the retail stores yes and um for now i am in the we are in the african stores for now and we are still expanding but from my experience couple of visits i go into this african store it is not only the Africans that go into the stores. So I know that non-Africans come and definitely they patronize us. And also, as I said, the pop-up markets, I meet a lot of non-African people. And that is how we get all our products out there. So- and do you, do you do some sampling to get them to try it? Is that the secret? Yes. So at the pop-up markets, they are sampling. They are samples. So they sample, they they, they taste it. And I also tell them different ways they can enjoy it. As you have um, seen in my bio, people come with their maybe desserts and I'll be like, oh, have you imagined this crunchy snacks as toppings on your yogurt? And they'll just like look back and say, really? And they try it and they love it. And that keeps them like, it encourages them to buy. And um, 
because it's actually different from the regular snacks that we have out there. So people really want to have a taste and um, have more and more, keep coming for more. Right. And if someone listening to this podcast, whether they're in Saskatchewan or Quebec or Ontario or wherever, if they wanted to try your products, uh, how, how can they find out where, the, where, where to get some? So um, now most of our clients from other um, provinces, they, they reach out to us via our Instagram page. We are working and launching our website very soon. So with that, we can have more people to reach out to. But for now, our Instagram page is mind-blowing when it comes to our clients. Very cool. When you, uh, when you started, of course, it was all about uh, your, your heritage and background and wanting to introduce your family to it. Um, how about the, 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 the expat community that you've encountered in the Halifax area? All right. Do you, do you find the community is being very supportive of what you're doing? The community has been very supportive. Um, I think two months ago, we were at um, Halifax Exhibition Center. There was an event um, organized by um, Saltscape, one of the mega exhibition centers here at Cross Atlantic. We were there and um, we had that opportunity to, to also reach out to other people. We have... Um, Black Business Initiative. It's an organization that also welcomes all vendors to showcase our product out there. So that has given us um, an opportunity to be out there, to um, reach out to clients and to let people, they've been very supportive. And um, it's not even, aside that um, we're reaching out to our clients, we also meet um, other I would say investors, networking, um, allowing us to like reach out, um, supporting us with um, financial assistance, um, supporting us with um, public view, showcasing our products. And uh, they also patronize us as well. That's fabulous. Can you tell me anything more about these investors? Are you actually seeking out? Have you actually sought outside capital to build your business? Um, so, for we have some organizations that help with um, uh, online um, consultation. If you want to like launch your online business um, platform, that one uh, we've been able to get assistance for that for our business plan as well. We'd be able to get a grant for that. And um, as I said earlier, the specialized program in cooking entrepreneur, um, aside the consultants that we've really enjoyed their words of experience and wisdom, we've, um, they assisted us in incorporating my business before it was a sole proprietorship. They incorporated it. They assisted in some machines, equipments, and um, some other um, equip aside the, the production equipment, my um, consultation equipment, um, uh, getting our incorporation done, as I said, and our liability insurance. So they have been really supportive, it and it has really helped the um, the business to be more structured. And and I'm not the only one. So many. Um, food entrepreneurs and other businesses have been supported like that. So I would say 
Um, Nova Scotia has been very fantastic in supporting women and also small business owners in that line. Fabulous. I'm so glad that that's been, been your experience. Do you have any advice for other women entrepreneurs on how they can stay aligned with their values as their business starts to take off? Because you've talked about prioritizing quality over quantity and making sure the experience is the customer experience is right. How, what can other entrepreneurs do to, uh, to hang on to to values like those? Um, to hang up to your value. It's about discipline. That discipline, we need to keep building on it. It's a consistent team. And with time, one gets used to it. So I will advise, be disciplined in maintaining your value. You know, you can start with, oh, I have this value and I'm putting it up. And along the line, challenges will come. Temptations will come. Oh, I don't need to skyrocket. Oh, this person's own is growing. Why my own is not growing at this pace? And we might be, maybe you might, might want to be tempted to like reduce your value. I will advise, continue to maintain that discipline. Remain focused. Because when we are focused to know when, um, when you are focused, you see what you have out there. You have a goal. You know that there is a goal that you are working towards and you need that goal cannot be achieved in a day is one step at a time. And when you be, when you are consistent in your discipline, you will definitely get there. You continue to be a top notch. You stand out and you are going to make it. That is my advice to other fellow women out there. And of course, reach out. It is good to reach out. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. One, the person might be a mom, might be a wife, you are a sister. Some of us even have another job that we are doing just to make up with needs. So it can be overwhelming. So we advise, take your time when there is a need to take a step back. Please do. When there's a need to rest please do to like take like a retreat and continue to press on when there is a need to learn go for self-development it is very very important things are changing every time policies information is it's it keeps updating so we need to be there to be informed and also it's good to collaborate with other friends, network with other business entrepreneurs, know where you can help them, ask for help where there is need be, because when there is a team, it is when a team works that dreams um, actually becomes a reality as well. Um, I love your framing of, of these choices as, as, as temptations. You're always tempted to compromise to listen to other people with their advice that may not be aligned with yours so so I, I love I love the idea of a temptation so you know it's still up to us <laughs> to be tempted or not but it's out there there is nobody that's not be tempted you know but when you know that you have a value that you are upload or upright um, that you I need to keep upright that you need to keep upright it is very yeah. very important yeah Thank you for that. Um, you, you, you've been able to take advantage of a lot of 
community programs, municipal programs uh, to help uh, entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs. How do you stay connected? How, how do you know what programs are out there? Because a lot of people have trouble initially, a lot of entrepreneurs have trouble sort of finding out what programs are, are out there, what kind of assistance they could be tapping into if only they knew about it. Number one, what helped me was um, connecting with other business entrepreneurs, especially women. There are a couple of WhatsApp groups that I am in that are women in business. So anytime there is information either on internet, either on the with referrals, we just we put it in the group. People put it in the group, and that is how we get informed. You cannot have access to everything, but just one information, just one contact can connect you to so many things. Because from where the first one you go to, you're gonna meet another person. You're gonna meet this person. You're going to make friends. You're going to meet, meet investors. You're going to ask questions. You have answers to your own doubts. And that is how it keeps spreading, just like a ripple effect. It keeps going. You keep expanding. You keep adding to your own values. You are, uh, and, of course, you're helping other people as well. Right. So so WhatsApp has been a key part of keeping you. Now, that is, are those local groups or can those be from anywhere? Oh, they are local groups, I would say, yeah. Rick. Uh, local groups here. And even at the, um, I would say, there was, I have a couple of, some of them here in the Halifax. Then I have another one that was referred to as the, at the, outside the provincial level, because there was one program I, attend, I attended to at, um, it was a virtual one, Sedulous Women. That one gave us the opportunity to, reach out to um, pitch our products to mega stores. It's called a rip and eye launch um, um, event. And that one gave us the, the spotlight to also pitch our products to mega stores. And that's also give you the opportunity to know that, okay, you can actually be in this like Sobeys, Walmart, uh, winners and everything. It might not be now that that product is there, but at least you have already put your feet out there. They've already <laughs> heard what you have to offer. And uh, from there, you don't know where you can go. You don't know how far you can expand. And that is how we should keep our mind open every time. Open to knowledge, open to expansion, and also more opportunities. I love it. Absolutely true. Um what stage of the business do you see yourself in right now? You've, you've only been in the retail stores uh, for a few months. What's, what are your next sort of targets? What are the next uh, stages that you're going through? Um, I want to go, to, uh, I'm looking forward to upscaling my business, like commercial level, get in more equipment to be able to increase our capacity increase capacity production have our own space now i go to commercial kitchens i rent and um it can be a little bit stressful pulling all your products in today taking them to out and all those things so we can have our space have my own commercial kitchen customized in um equipment because um our product is not so popular here so the regular commercial kitchens don't have our equipment to use, at least most of them. So if we can have our own space, bring in our equipment, that is going to be a big relief on us. 
And uh, do you have sort of a timeline? Do you have a strategic plan that says we want to do this by then and this other thing by this time? I have a timeline. And in the next couple of years, I see ourselves having that space. And that is our goal. And that is our steps towards that for now. Right. Can you see uh, uh, your, 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 your crunchy snacks being um, sold right across Canada? Absolutely, Rick. We are very positive. It's been sold already. Um, uh, sorry, it's been shipped directly from us, and um, we are working towards um, collaborating with mega stores very soon to have them in the big box stores. Yeah, and and if I can ask, and if and if it's a secret, then don't tell me. But um, you know, what's your pitch going to be to Sobeys or any of the other big retail chains out there? Um, I want to pitch inclusion to them that um, these snacks, we want to um, let anybody get into service, irrespective of your identity, your cultural background. We want you to have a sense of belonging, getting into service, getting into Walmart and they see changing, they'll be like, oh my goodness, this is here. So that's is given even those mega stores, they, they, you, you're creating an impression. The mega stores are creating an impression to their customers that they are inclusive. They are having all products for everybody in their store. So that is how we're going to pitch it. And of course, some they are going to like, as you've said, there's a way we're going to customize it. And, but that is our goal. Inclusion and sales sense of belonging to everyone. And have you seen any signs that these big corporations really are interested in, in inclusion and diversity? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I was at uh, one of the stores and I saw Chin Chin, this product, in um, one of the stores. I saw somebody package it and I said, okay, if this one can be there, then our product can be there as well. Then I went to another store and I saw this um, African prints. Socks was made in African prints. And I was like, oh, this is lovely. And of course, if for it to be there, that means there is a market for it. There is a need for it. It's, and um, that is, pro it, it motivates us to see that someday almost every culture, every diversity will be represented in the mega stores. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, you know, we, we've seen bits and pieces of it, but uh, there's lots more to do. Yes, it's a journey. It's a journey that um, it can be it can be challenging. It can be awesome. Or let me say overwhelming. There are a lot of processes, there are a lot of steps. You need to convince them that this thing has come to stay. This is regulations, especially when it comes to food. You know, food can be a lot of regulations attached to food and this we will definitely, we will get there. We don't want to rush it. Uh, we will be consistent and we will definitely get there. And are there any other food products that you're looking at and saying, hey, I'd like to do for this other product what we've done for Chin Chin? Yes. So as the our name, Topsy Crunchy Snacks, we want to specialize in crunchy snacks. And we don't want to, um, we are not limiting to Chin Chin. We want to bring in other 
African crunchy snacks. We have a lot of them back home. So we want to be able to satisfy our Nigerians and Africans here and introduce it to non-communities that are not non-African communities. So like this is all, this is what we have. We don't only have the chin chin, but we have other wonderful crunchy snacks for you. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Oh, I'm please. very excited by, by, by your vision of the future. Uh, that's really exciting. Um, Topsy is a final question for you. Do you have any other final words of advice? You, you've shared a lot already. Maybe you're out, but I suspect not. Mm. Um, any final words of advice for other women entrepreneurs? Oh, my dear, beautiful women entrepreneurs. We call ourselves women entrepreneurs. You are doing great. You are amazing. You are smart. We are beautiful. Whatever you think that you can do, don't let anybody talk you down. You are going to get there. All you need is to let it out. Share your idea with somebody. If you need clarity, go for it. And you are sure that you are smart and you can make your idea become a reality. Most times we don't bring, if we don't bring out our ideas, if you don't execute an idea, another one will not come. So we shouldn't limit our idea to, oh, this is the final stage. You'll be amazed to see how much more you can put into it to solve a problem in the society. Wow. Odutope Makali Okoro, founder of Topsy Crunchy Snacks, you are a national treasure. Mm, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's such a pleasure. It's so inspiring to, to talk with you. Um, we're excited to see where things go from here and wish you every good luck. Not that you need it. Thank you so much, Rick. I really uh, um, really appreciate the opportunity you're giving to me to um, showcase myself and bring us to spotlight. And um, definitely, hopefully very soon, you have a taste of our snacks there. <laughs> you betcha. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence. <laughs>